Hi guys, this is Haley. And I'm Tylee. And welcome back to our seventh episode of Girl Boss Talks. Um, In this episode, we just wanted to talk about um, some tips on how to start up your own Airbnb business and give you some insight onto what we did and how we got started with it all. Yes. So just a quick little update um, with our Airbnb business. So we are picking up now that it's getting a little bit cooler and we're diving into the winter season. Um, We have been getting a few more bookings with all the snowbirds coming in. So that's exciting. And around January, end of January, beginning of February, we have Tucson Gem Show, which is a very big event here. So we are actually fully booked um, for that time. So that's very exciting. Yeah, so we're excited for that, um, and it's cooling down here in Arizona, which is also exciting because yes. it's been so hot. But I feel like it's been the longest summer. No, yeah, it still is like ninety degrees, but that's still cooler than a hundred. It feels cooler. You can you can feel the difference. Yes. But um, yeah, so I don't know how much we've talked about how we started out our business particularly, but um, basically what we did was in March of this year, we did get, or February, we started the process to get an LLC, um, which is just more, you don't have to get an LLC, especially if you manage your own properties, um, but it is just more beneficial whenever you are managing multiple. And we just thought since we were kind of going in in a partnership, it would be most beneficial. So we got an LLC established and we got a bank account established so that all of the funds for the Airbnb and from any proceeds from Airbnb would go in and out of that account, which just makes it way easier for tax purposes and um, yeah, just delegating funds. Yeah. So yeah, I just, I think um, that process, it, shouldn't have taken us as long as it did um but i would probably plan for like a month maybe well not even that so we went through a tax company uh which now we realize that you can do it on your own it's quite easy i don't know what the website is but you can do it online for the Um, llc part to get an llc and um since we went through the tax company it just took a little bit longer and we had um some things occur during that process. Um, so that's why it took us a little bit longer, but it shouldn't take more than no. a month, maybe just yeah. a couple of weeks. Yeah. And then after getting everything established with that and, um, you know, getting our tax ID, we were able to um, create a bank account. And that part was actually fairly easy. It was just yeah. getting our LLC established. So I think doing all of that should take under a month. Yeah. And that's even if you want to set up an LLC. Um, it depends on like how much you want to grow. LLCs are safer just in case anything were to ever happen. Um, like they can't sue you for your personal um, you know, profits or anything that you have in your bank account. So um, yeah, if you are planning on having like more properties, we would recommend an LLC. But you can apply for a tax ID actually online. And I think that's where we ran into troubles. And then from there, yeah, it's pretty easy to set up your LLC. If you do it through a tax company, it is a little bit more expensive as well. Yeah, because you don't have to have an LLC to get a tax no. ID, right? Yeah. So um, if you just wanted to do that, you can go ahead and do that online yeah. and then the rest should be fairly easy. Yeah. I'm pretty sure you don't need to have an L- or a tax ID or LLC to have a tax ID. Right. Um, and then after we got our LLC all put together and then our bank account as well, we were ready to go. So we actually um, started with just the condo and we are subleasing that. And we're also subleasing um, our Eastside Tucson gem. But 
we started with the condo and that happened in March. Mm-hmm. Um, and we had to first start by getting it furnished. Yeah. Um, so I just want to say first, a lot of people get the idea, like they get the false idea that you have to own all the properties that you put on Airbnb and VRBO, but we actually don't own any of our properties just because it's very costly. So what we did is we found a property and you can do this with even some apartments um, as long as you talk to them first um, and they approve it is subleasing the properties with the intention of putting them on Airbnb and short-term renting them. So that's what we did. We wrote up an agreement with the condo um, and the people that we're renting that from and just told them our intention of renting on an Airbnb, um, and luckily they approved that. And then once we approved that, obviously we just signed like a normal lease um, with just some a few differences just because we are putting on Airbnb. But yeah, we just had to do like the normal security deposit and then um, like we pay a monthly rent to them. Yeah, and I think doing that, um, as Haley mentioned, like getting started if you don't own, you know, multiple properties that mm-hmm. you can rent out or yeah, Airbnb. I do think that that is a good way to go until you can eventually like purchase your own properties um, because eventually we would love to have multiple properties that we own and that we can um, rent out on Airbnb. But to start, I do think it's a great way to get income and start your business. Yeah, especially like we were college students at the time and we still don't have like the most funds to start up a business. Um, and there are a lot of costs, like we have to pay for the LLC and get everything established with that and then pay for rent and um, security deposit. And then obviously furnishing is another big cost, which we're going to talk about right now. So yeah, obviously the next step, once you find and secure a spot is to furnish it. Um, and with Airbnb, you want to make sure that you have enough seating, enough you know bed space. You want to make sure that you're getting the most like use out of your space all the time but you also want to make sure that it's like visually appealing um a lot of people book for the aesthetic like as if your aesthetic is appealing and it's not just you know hodgepodge yes (laughs) then um you're gonna get more bookings um so yeah we got a lot of our furniture actually most of it i want to say probably 90 percent of it from facebook marketplace which um was hard like because we had to find exactly what we wanted and as soon, like we had to make sure we got it before it was gone. Yeah, so I would say that was hard um just furnishing it in general. We did it pr- fairly quickly mm-hmm. um with the help of our boyfriends mm-hmm. and then my dad, but we were able to get a lot of it on Facebook Marketplace and like our couch, we have a a pull-out couch that has it's a sleeper sofa and we were able to get that basically brand new the man had never used it so that was awesome but I was a little bit nervous to use Facebook marketplace at first but I'm really glad we did because it was not as expensive as it could have been and all of the furniture that we got um actually looks really nice together and I think it makes it aesthetically Mm -hmm. pleasing and so it doesn't look like it's just thrown together with like random furniture yeah um but it did take us a little bit just to get all that furniture and you know carry it all in and put it where we wanted but I think we did a good job with that yeah thankfully we had a lot of good finds um as far as like finding everything on Facebook marketplace I know it is like a hit or miss with a lot of things we got very lucky um and we did just a, a really good job in making sure that they all look good together and um it was like more 
work and more tedious because we did have to drive and like go pick up all these places and carry these like this heavy furniture <laughs> in and out but at the end of the day yeah i think we got it furnished within like two weeks um which is very quick but we wanted to make sure that we got it on as soon as possible um because not only were we paying for that space i mean i want it to be empty forever but it was also during the end of the gem show so we were hoping to get it on we unfortunately did not end up getting it on in time but um, we still ended up putting it on at a good time that like it was yeah, still March very busy. Was busy. I think March was very yeah. busy. It was a good time. Um, and then also that was like, I would say the main um, big things, I guess we got on Facebook marketplace. So like the couches and the tables, things yeah. like that. Um, as far as like wall decor, I feel like we mainly got it like Ross, Ross and yeah, yeah, Walmart, Target, yeah. things like that, which I think it it worked out well because it wasn't too expensive yeah and then all the other stuff it wasn't like super expensive we got our kitchen stuff from like target walmart we got like a new keurig um just for like cleanliness and we just wanted to make sure all of our kitchen supplies and utensils were clean and then other than that we just got um new bedding and i think we got that all on amazon so yes. like bedding and yeah. linens and towels um we got those all on Amazon, which was relatively cheap. So, but yeah, I think other than that, we just got it mostly on Facebook Marketplace and then just here and yeah. there. And then after we started the condo, I would say in April, um, that's when we got the East Side Tucson Gems. So we did basically the same thing, like we're subleasing that one as well. And that one was mainly furnished. Yeah. There was a few things we had to get like wall decor and a couch. Um, but like the mattresses and bedding and everything was already yeah. there, which was nice. So that wasn't as pricey. Um, so that did not take us as long to furnish, which was nice. Mm -hmm. So we were able to do that fairly quickly and get yeah. it on. And then um, obviously like the private room, we just managed that. So we didn't have to like furnish anything that was already ready. And we just managed that. Um, so yeah, overall, like the biggest costly thing is um just the furniture that you're gonna have to purchase um but a lot of people like i said get the misconception that you have to go out and buy a property and do this and that and you really don't i would recommend looking back on it now um maybe getting a home inspection like if oh, you yeah. are um like subleasing a house i would recommend getting just a like a home inspection it doesn't have to be like super thorough but it can just tell you if there's any leaks or problems or rodents or anything like that, which I think would have been beneficial in our case so that you don't run into problems later. Yeah. Later, whenever you have tenants or um, yeah, people renting your property. So I think that's the only thing that I would do differently. But yeah, no, I think that's a good point because I feel like obviously things are going to happen and stuff yeah. will come up, but I think doing that ahead of time will at least give you the idea like, Hey, Maybe if we get this fixed, we don't have to later or we can, we already know of the problem before like a tenant comes and it just happens when they're there. So, yeah. And then other than that, um, once you get it furnished and everything is ready and you're set to go, just making sure that you have good listing photos. Um, we actually did take our own, but Tylee's really good at taking photos <laughs> and making sure that all the angles are good and you want to make sure that they're bright and inviting. So having the lights on, having all the windows open, you just want to make sure that they look good and like they look professional because um, that's a big part of your listing yeah. as well. If you don't end up getting professional photos um, at first, I do think if you use like your iPhone or um, a camera that you have, I think that's fine, but maybe editing them 
just to make them brighter and more appealing. And then like the angles, I think on Airbnb, I learned this too, making sure they're all like the same way, like horizontal. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause I think it's hard to, or it's not as appealing if some are vertical and some are horizontal and it just captures more if they're all horizontal. Yeah. Um, but I do think getting good listing photos is important. And then, you know, a good listing description mm-hmm. and all of the information that's required will get you um, people looking. And so I think that's yeah. important as well. Yeah. Whenever you're setting it up on Airbnb, it's relatively easy. Like it tells you, you know, what information needs to put where and this and that. And it but goes just through it. Yeah. But making sure that you have like you're not having just bland descriptions or uninviting descriptions. And like you can even use chat GBT and just have it write up a description for you that makes it seem inviting. Um, that's a big part. A lot of people read those descriptions, obviously, because they want to see what they're getting for their money. So making sure that you're correctly advertising it and you're advertising it in a way that's appealing to people is important as well. Yeah. No, I think that um, using ChatGPT, I know we talked about that a few episodes ago, but I do think it's a good way um, to get like a fun, inviting description that people will read and be like, oh, I want to stay there. Um, Because if it is like bland, they're going to be like, oh, why would I stay at this property when there's another one that sounds more inviting, basically. So I think that's a good thing to utilize. Yeah. And then as far as um, like everything else goes that you can do a lot of things within your property that just make you stand out. So we have like a welcome basket. Um, So for all of our guests, it's different every time we customize it with different snacks, different like um, Tucson like themed stickers or just little goodies, bath bombs, different things that we just get. Um, We try to shop local a lot. So try to give them something from a local company, local store. And then we write them a a note um, that goes in the basket, just like welcoming them, thanking them for booking with us, giving them our like personal information if they need anything. Um, And then even sometimes I put some like local recommendations of things to do if they're there on like a certain weekend or like just a local restaurant that they should try or something like that. Um, And then in our condo, we have like a, um, what is it called? Not a whiteboard. Oh, a chalkboard. A chalkboard, yeah. yeah. And we always write like an inviting message on there as well. So um, that's just one thing that we do to like invite them in once they like start their booking. Yeah, no, I think that's a good thing to do. I know that a lot of people have complimented us on doing like the guest basket um, just because it does make us stand out. And I don't know that many people do that. And it just whenever they first get there, they see it and they're like, oh, this is, you know, nice to get to. And so I think that's a good thing to have. And then we also have our welcome packet that mm-hmm. we send them via email, but we also have it printed out so that they can look back and refer to it whenever they're there during their stay. Um, so that includes like the Wi-Fi password and just all the things like if they need us, if they need um, our phone number or our email to message us and then, you know, checking out instructions and things like that. And it also has recommendations of like things nearby or things they can try. So I think a lot of people like that. Yeah. I think like, yeah, our welcome packet is definitely more thorough um, than I've received, especially whenever I go stay at, or stay at Airbnbs. Um, I know a lot of Hosts also just send welcome information through just like the chat box on Airbnb. We don't normally do that. We normally ask for an email and then through the email, we'll send like a welcome message just reiterating when their stay is and then our contact info and we'll send them our welcome packet through there. And then once it's closer to their stay, we'll like send them a picture of where the lockbox is and just like welcome them again for staying with us. 
um, and just keeping like making sure that they know where everything is. And we do that all through email so they can save it. Um, and it's also just like easier for us and more personable for us to be able to write our message through email. But yeah, like Tylee was saying, within our welcome packet, we have like our information, like messages from us, um, local things that they can do, recommendations, and then just any information that they'll need to know about their stay, um, like the Wi-Fi password and everything like that. And then checking out instructions and just different things like that. It is like nine pages long or something like yeah, that. It's a good, that's like, I think it's good that we send it before so they're not like bombarded when they get there, but it's also nice that we have it printed out. So they're like, oh, I can reference back to it. Yeah. Um, and then like Haley said about things that they can do, like, I think it's important. We're always looking at like whenever they're staying for a weekend, if there's like, oh, um, like Oktoberfest going on or something mm -hmm. like that, just local events that are happening because they might not know about it or they might want to do something local that's different. Mm -hmm. So I think that's good. A lot of people have asked us like, oh, what can we do yeah. while we're there? Um, yeah to make it different and more fun so and I think that's definitely something that makes us stand out because I've never received anything like that from a different Airbnb host whenever I've right. traveled so that's good um and then something that we're also still working on like implementing is interactive things that they can do at our properties so right now we have like a little book um in our properties that's like they can write down memories that they have from their experience here staying with us or like their favorite um, yeah, Tucson experience that they had, but we're also trying to get more interactive and having different things around the Airbnb or like a map where visitors can go and like put where they're from and, um, you know, all the other people that come into the Airbnb can see like where everybody's from whenever they travel and stay with us. So it's just like different things like that. We use Pinterest a lot to try to find ideas of like things that we can add to our Airbnbs to make it more interactive and fun for them. Yeah, I do think things like that are really what set us apart um, from other Airbnbs. And it really does make a difference, I think, for the guest stay because they feel important and they're like, they feel like it's unique and they really like that. So I do think it's important if you're able to, to maybe do some things that are interactive or maybe a mural. We've been seeing a lot of people put in like murals or paintings um, in their Airbnbs. And so we, Want to try and do that but pinterest is a great resource that we use for a lot of different ideas so um if you guys have any ideas for us mm -hmm. let us know but yeah yeah other than that i think that was a pretty good overview of what we did to get started and how you can start your own airbnb business and journey as well um for less of the price and hopefully less of the stress um it was kind of stressful setting it all up at first but um, that's also because we kind of didn't rush through it, but we were trying to just get it on as soon as possible. And we're just pushing ourselves hard to make sure that everything was done. But um, yeah, we can make other podcast episodes of certain things that you can do once your Airbnb is already listed on how to make it more appealing and how to continue to um, revamp it and just make it better um, for consumers. But for now, I think that was a pretty good overview. Yeah, and if you guys have any questions or would like to know more about it, you guys can always reach out to us. Um, and if you would like us to manage your property, let us know. We'd be happy to do so. But remember, it's always a great day to vacate.